and welcome to Homeschool That Works, where we offer practical encouragement for homeschooling families. I'm Marie. And I'm Keely. And you can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, at homeschoolthatworks.com, as well as listen to our podcasts on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Hi guys, welcome back. We're excited to have you here today. We're going to be talking about our homeschooling styles and the curriculum that each of us are using this year. And we just got back from hiking, so we had a fun day out in the woods with the kids. So this is what you get. The, the wind blowing hair, maybe a little dirt on us, and some leaves. Yeah, we, were doing. we had fun. We had nature sketching, and um, we saw some woodpeckers, and the kids really loved it. Yeah, that was a great time, and it's beautiful today. We live in the desert where it's normally very, very hot, and today we have cold windy weather well cold for us 88 degrees is cold <laughs> we had to bust out the sweaters because we're not we're not used to this um cold front coming through oh gosh okay so i guess i'll just jump into what we use in our family and this year it is a little bit different than last year last year with many things being closed down we really honed back on what we were using, and this year we're using a lot more, which is exciting. So our core curriculums that we're using are classical conversations, and then we have the all-in-one homeschool for our language arts and math, and then we're also using some Simply Charlotte Mason for additional studies, kind of like a unit study for hymns, getting a little bit deeper into the Bible, and we're also using some workbooks that I found at Walmart. So pretty basic and straightforward for us, but we're definitely a meshed style for our homeschool. Yeah, and our homeschool is a lot similar. We're also doing classical conversations. That's going to be kind of like our weekly structure and I love that it gives us the community aspect of homeschooling because I think that's important and the kids absolutely love going every week and just seeing their their friends and doing the science and the art and all of that so if you don't like doing all the science stuff at <laughs> home it's worth it to go do it with community so we've got that going on um and then my son is doing Saxon math um you've done Saxon before, you know, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's very thorough, and, and it's a very solid curriculum, but it's no frills, and it's very repetitive because the goal is mastery. So um, I kind of scale some things back. We don't do everything in every lesson because I feel if my son has it down, we don't need to spend more time on it. Um, which is one of the beautiful things about homeschooling is you don't have to do all the things. You get yes. to pick and choose what your kids want to do. Um, so that's for math. And then we're doing all about reading. And I picked up all about spelling. I've heard good things. So we're going to try that one. And there's only 24 lessons in the first book. So I think mm -hmm. I could do like a lesson a week. Oh, yeah. And spread it out more. So I don't think it's going to be adding too much to our workload. And then we also have... Um, just a lot of great read-alouds. Um, we're going to be going through an actual, it's almost like a Sunday school curriculum. Okay. For Bible, um, we got it from Answers in Genesis, and it's a homeschool tweaked one, so you can do it with your homeschool, but it's, it's almost like a Sunday school curriculum. Oh, yeah, so okay. I don't go into too much depth, but I really like the doctrine that's in there, and it's, it's very solid. 
Um, so we do the Bible, uh, classical conversations, math and reading, and that's our core curriculum. And everything else that we add around it is... I guess I look at it as extra. Yeah, supplemental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could kind of sum up our homeschooling environment as classical, um, Charlotte Mason, eclectic, and a lot of interest-led learning. Yeah, that pretty so, much sums up yeah. my style. Yeah. We're very Charlotte Mason mm -hmm. with a little classical, a lot of unschooling. Yeah. And we really yeah. mesh all the things we like from everything together instead right. of being strictly, I can only be an unschooler yeah. or I can only do classical education. Yeah. It, we really meddled it all together and that's what works for us yeah. and it's beautiful because while some parts of the classical model don't fit well with my children... Mm -hmm. Parts of that in Charlotte Mason yeah. do, like narrating with Charlotte Mason style education mm -hmm. and the read alouds of yes. that instead of my children reading always all of the yeah. things themselves, yeah. doing that with them. That and style seems beautiful. very enriching when you can read it together. Because even the little ones, if they don't understand everything, they're still going to grasp some of yes. the concepts. And if they don't even grasp the concepts, they're hearing that vocabulary. Yeah. They're hearing those new words. And so when they get to reading and they come across that word, they're going to say, I've heard that before. Um, so it kind of piques their interest a little it bit. It does. And way. it's a great bonding time. Yeah, you're spending absolutely. time as a family. Mm -hmm. And your little ones are learning to sit still and attentively yeah. listen. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah. definitely a lot of value in just reading aloud together. Don't, like, underestimate that as part of your yeah. curriculum. That's a huge part of our language arts. Like, mm -hmm. yes, my children have to write, and they have to learn how to spell, and they're learning all the basics. Yeah. You know, what a verb is, what a noun is, how to use them, when to capitalize, where your punctuation goes. Those yeah. things are all things they're learning. But read-alouds mm -hmm. in that time of reading it's an enrichment to them. Yeah, and absolutely. children don't always love having to open a chapter book and read themselves. Mm -hmm. But there's something about that gathering together and them yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, a shout out to another podcast I listened yeah. to um, would be Read Aloud Revival. And they had some we scientists on yes. there that talked about the MRI of the brain when children are read to versus them yeah. reading themselves. And it was beautiful. Loved that one, yes. but it encouraged me yeah. as a mom to be reading to my children and that it is not just, well, because they don't want to read themselves, I'm going to read it to them. There mm -hmm. was great value for yeah. their education yeah. in reading to them. Mm -hmm. And I listened to that podcast too, and I was like, this is so good, such yes. great content there. Um, so just even picture books, how you can kind of tie that into thinking like a scientist. Yes. So, I mean, you can use books, picture books, reading aloud to tie into so many different things. So. You're, you could almost, I mean, in the younger formative years, mm -hmm. get away with fully educating your child off of living books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, without having a curriculum because there is so many books out there that mm -hmm. you can open up and they have the value of yes. information that you need. Just teaching all of those life concepts. Yeah. Even like, you can pretty much pick out math concepts you can pick out science concepts yes. you can pick out a lot of different concepts through reading together and just spending time thinking about what you then even when they get older finding living history books mm -hmm. where they live through somebody's life that went through that time and they walk yeah. through it and they're grasping these concepts from our classical side mm -hmm. that they hear in the timeline of creation yeah. to you know the end of times 
and they'll go, oh, I know where this is, and right. I remember that, and they tie it all together just yes. by hearing a book yeah. read to them. Yeah, and um, the history is not something that my kids have been interested in the past, yeah. because I think a lot of history resources are really kind of dry and dull. Yeah. So this year, we've added our read aloud as Story of the World, and I've heard some really good things about it. We did it. attempt Story of the World before. Yeah. yeah. Didn't really fit our style, yeah. but we know hundreds of families right. that really recommend and, it. And um, the other one that I've heard, we haven't tried it yet, but it's Mystery of History. And I've, I've heard, heard that that, that one too. comes from a much more Christian standpoint or point of view. Um, so I'm tempted to kind of pick that one up as well. But we're starting to read through the ancient world yeah. one for a story of the world. And it's been really interesting. My son, we're like to the part where it's talking about Egyptian history. Oh. And he's, he's into that right now. So he's, you know, he's interested in the battles. And it just said, you know, Upper Egypt battled Lower Egypt. So he's like, Mom, what was that battle like? I'm like... I don't know. Let's go find yeah. out. So and then they're able to tie that classical conversations back yeah. in where they're drawing the geography yeah. and they're drawing yeah. upper lower Egypt. So when we were when we were looking at the story of the world and reading it, I pulled out the map of Egypt and I'm like, look at this, look at this. This, this is what it was like. And normally he would not care about geography at all, but he was willing to look at the map because now something because he just it got tied into about. something that he liked. So. They're not going to be interested in it at first, but if you find what they like and you go with it, you know, it makes, makes them pick it up so much faster. So that's what I love about the interest-led learning part yes. of homeschool is you can make a kid sit down for several hours and try to teach them a concept and they will not get it if yep. they don't care. Yeah. But if they're interested in it, they'll pick it up in like 10, 15 minutes. It's true. Mm-hmm. Our thinking of history this year, um, we are really using classical conversations mm-hmm. as our core for history and the timeline cards. We're yeah. reading them because they've got good information, but then we're going deeper and we're finding books that tie in with that topic, watching other YouTube videos because there's wealth of knowledge oh, on yeah. YouTube Absolutely. when it comes to educational resources that are free. Right. And so that's really where we're focusing this year. And then tying art into history Mm -hmm. and crafting and recreating just those things that are historical and in the past that they can kind of think and have a hands-on or a physical idea of what something would have looked like or felt like and absolutely it gives them a feel of that culture as well and making their world expand because we're not just Everything isn't just here where we live. There's a whole world out there. Yes. Yeah. It's so much more. And that's the nice part about teaching your children geography from mm-hmm. a young age and to map it out, which we didn't do it this year because I need to buy another book, but we've done the Draw the World series where they have awesome. drawn Mexico, USA, Europe, mm-hmm. and there is something special about teaching your child where everything is on the yeah. map. And so when they start hearing of these historical events, they can immediately tie it back to Yeah. Oh, that was in Egypt. Oh, Byzantine Empire. I know where that is. Bernal Crescent. Oh, I remember drawing that. And it gives them a really good idea. It gives them an idea. So that's pretty much my style of homeschooling. It is not straightforward. It's not one style. It's really three styles meshed together. And it works beautifully for us. And I would encourage you to, if you're having a difficult time with just one maybe traditional style of homeschooling or classical, and it's not fitting it for your family well, Break it up. Try other things. Keep what you like and get rid of what you don't and keep going forward because yeah. homeschooling is beautiful 
when you do that. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to really enjoy educating your children versus being like, we gotta get the workbook yeah. done. This is miserable. <laughs> don't don't let it be that way. Feel freedom in breaking it up right, and doing right. what you need to. Making it making it tolerable or even enjoyable for yourself is going to make it last so much longer for your kids because if they see you trudging through it, that's not going to be good for them. It's not either. an encouragement like, to them. Neither of you want to do it, don't do it. Like, find something else. Yeah, There's I agree. so many options and so many resources. It can almost feel overwhelming, but um, just try something. And yeah. If it doesn't work, try something else. Yeah. I remember hearing this not a lot a as a kid, and I don't know where it came from, but my mom would always tell me, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yeah. Um, and it's just that you don't have to just because this doesn't work, so I quit, or this is too hard, because there are endless options and opportunities yeah, for homeschoolers absolutely. to keep adapting their homeschool life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you tried one thing and you thought it didn't fit for your family, maybe it didn't. But that doesn't mean you failed at homeschooling. No, it means not at there's all. just other options that you are now able to try. Absolutely. And I will link in the comments all of the different curriculums that we use so you can check them out for yourself and see if they would be a fit for your family. But the other thing we want to kind of touch on today is giving yourself grace during your homeschooling season. And I say season mm -hmm. because it's really this time of your life depending on how many kids you have or if you take summer break it could be up and down or it could just be this consistent flow from the time of kindergarten through 12th and grace is very important to give to yourself yeah. and your children in order to get through yeah. homeschooling yeah i i totally agree i mean you have to come at it from the right viewpoint and like we've kind of mentioned in previous podcasts um you have to know why you're homeschooling. What is your reason? And when you're feeling overwhelmed, just come back to that. And don't yes. be afraid to take a little break. Don't be afraid to try other things because we all we all need a little rest sometimes. Yes. So give yourself permission to do that. Um, and also that kind of uh, ties in with being able to give yourself permission to change things you know you don't have to just be stuck into the one curriculum if it's not working for you so yeah that is part be, of grace yeah be okay to be flexible be okay to change things up be okay to tell your kids you know maybe this isn't for us and let's find something else that works so that's a huge huge thing that makes homeschooling more possible and makes it so that you can continue doing it if that's truly where your heart is. I agree, absolutely. So we don't always deserve the favor of something in life. Yeah. But in our homeschool, we have the freedom to give our children grace and to give ourselves grace. Yeah. And to have that unmerited favor towards our homeschooling styles, our school schedule, all of that. Because if you don't have the grace and it's just this strict rigidity, mm -hmm. you are going to get to the point where you are burnt out. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you lose your joy and your love. And your kids see that too. And I, if you model grace for them, it not only makes them be able to share that grace with others, but it, it helps them to be more flexible as well. Yeah. And sometimes being flexible is not easy. No, it isn't easy. Especially <laughs> if you have thing. like very organized structured personality yeah. where you like things to always flow a certain way. It's hard to go, it's okay to stop, pause start over again later. It's not easy to do yeah. that. Some people are very uncomfortable coming out of that that um, 
that box there. Right? <laughs> As in, yeah, <laughs> both yeah. of us were definitely not great there's, about that. There's a lot of comfort and um, stability when you have your little schedule and you're right on track and everything. Check but the box. <laughs> that also gives a lot of stress and anxiety if you start feeling like you're doing yes. it wrong. So don't don't be afraid to be flexible. Like even plan for it. Mm -hmm. Say you know what we're just gonna try this and we'll Doesn't gonna see where it goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to force it. So. I mean scheduling breaks even into your school season. Mm -hmm. I love what classical conversations does yeah. with six weeks on, one week off because it's giving you this respite and yes. then you're refreshed mm -hmm. and you go back into it. And in that week we don't even do our. Yeah our school we just call it like this is our break, break because they are getting so much information in those yeah. six weeks periods that it's okay to take those yeah. five days of and school you, off yeah. refresh and then get right back and you into don't have it. to be afraid of them forgetting everything no they won't they won't they, they'll get right back into it when you get back into school and i also love that they give you such a long break for yes. the holidays because you want to be able to enjoy thanksgiving and christmas Yes. And there's so much stuff that goes on during that time, so it's good to take that break. Yeah. So. There's a lot of families who are new to the homeschooling world right now. A lot of people are pulling their children out of public schools for one reason or another. And this may be your first season of homeschooling during Thanksgiving and Christmas. And be okay with giving yourself a break in yeah. that time and enriching your children with baking together and yeah, learning the science behind so baking. Um, there is grace in that as well because learning does not have to be a workbook or a curriculum. Absolutely. Your child can learn from life experiences and that bonding and the memories that you make in those holidays and being active with maybe going out and looking at different nature in yeah. a different season or visiting with family and having the fellowship and learning communications and the skills mm -hmm. of how to build relationships. Those things are all part of home education because it's not strictly about curriculum. Right. Absolutely. While curriculum is important yeah. and it is a core part of what we do, you can give yourself grace to just step back and really teach your children to be adults essentially yeah. because yeah. you're teaching them how to balance life when those things come their way mm -hmm. and the um, responsibility of cooking and cleaning yeah. and hosting holidays those are all things that we learn and that was those are things that used to be very commonplace yeah we've kind of became so busy as a society that we pushed those things out of the way um so it's good to kind of get back to those basics so to summarize my homeschooling style I am classical, Charlotte Mason, and unschooling. We don't have any flares of traditional. Those three are what we love. And maybe you'll want to research them some for yourselves. The community that we're a part of is called Classical Conversations. And not that this is a plug for them, but they do have communities all over the world that you can join. Yeah, and we are very similar in our styles. I think we're both doing the Classical Conversations. Um, and I do a lot of interest-led learning with my kiddos because they have interest in so many things. We also do Charlotte Mason because we love the read alouds yes. and the living books and all of that quality literature. Um, so interest learn can kind of be, I guess, fall into unschooling a little as well. Bit. So overall, I guess we're very eclectic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't really think that our styles were as similar as they are, yeah. but they are styled the same we just use different curriculum right, on each other right and that's totally fine because yeah. we have different children yeah so. and they each like even for my kids the only well, only two of them are homeschooled right now mm -hmm. but each of them has a different style that they yeah. need in order to learn it's yeah. not one size fits all and now all. that amelia is about four i'm seeing that she's gonna be learning 
completely in different ways than Hayden does. So it'll be interesting to see what she does. But um, yeah, that's kind of like our styles. So why don't you guys let us know down in the comments what your homeschooling style is or if there's any other styles that you're interested in learning. We could go kind of deeper into different styles in a future podcast if that's something yeah. you're interested in. Oh, you in. could go in too depth, especially There's about so Pascal and Charlotte Mason. Yes. You could spend hours speaking yes. of the riches that are behind mm -hmm. those. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of information to get into. Thank there. you so much for joining us today. I hope this video was a blessing to you and just hearing all the different styles of education out there. If you liked this video, give it a thumbs up. Make sure you um, leave a comment, let us know your style, hit that bell for notifications so you don't miss another video from us. And we will see you guys next time. Coming in September, you will officially be getting two podcasts a month from us. Yay! Woo!